This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eutelsat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Lakamarasmian with the news first, the top stories. The Romanian Labour Minister Marius Budoi answers today in Parliament the opposition's questions regarding the pensions reform. COVID-19 is no longer a public health issue in Romania, said the Health Minister Alexandru Rafila. And the Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu co-chairs in Paris the third ministerial conference of the support platform for the Republic of Moldova. The Romanian Labour Minister Marius Budai is invited today in the plenary session of the Chamber of Deputies to answer the questions of the opposition Save Romania Union representatives who want to know the stage of reduction of expenses with the special pensions and the concrete steps taken to fulfill the commitment assumed in the National Recovery and Resilience Plan. Recently, the European Commission has said that military pensions must be reformed together with the special ones and that starting next year, Romania must observe the percentage of 9.4% of the GDP in the pensions chapter. Conditions to be met for the approval of the third payment request for European funds. Minister Budoi is expected to come with clarifications regarding the pensions increase percentage which will be applied as of the beginning of next year. In the governing coalition, opinions remain divided. The Liberals want a 15% increase for all pensions, while the Social Democrats insist that small pensions should be increased by a higher percentage. COVID-19 no longer represents at the moment a public health issue in our country. The Romanian Health Minister Alexandru Rafila said on Sunday, in the last period, the authorities have reported between 200 and 400 cases daily, and there are also reports that do not include any death. Alexander Rafila emphasized, however, that any virus can be unpredictable from the point of view of its evolution. So the vaccination recommendation for the vulnerable categories is maintained, especially since the vaccine adapted to the Omicron variants of the coronavirus will soon be available in Romania. The anti-COVID-19 vaccination will be performed in the family doctor's words and in the vaccination centers opened in several hospitals in Romania. We come back to that after the news. The Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu co-chairs today in Paris the third ministerial conference of the support platform for the Republic of Moldova an ex-Soviet state with a majority Romanian-speaking population, 
initiated by Romania, Germany and France this spring. The conference focuses on emergency assistance options for the Republic of Moldova in the context in which it faces major energy, economic and humanitarian challenges against the backdrop of the brutal war of aggression waged by the Russian Federation against Ukraine. The presidents of France, Emmanuel Macron and the Republic of Moldova, Maya Sandu, are also participating in the event. At the previous conference held in Romania's capital, Bucharest, the participants decided to grant financial support for Chisinau, worth 615 million euros. In Brasov County, in the center at the NATO military base in Cinku, a joint exercise is taking place as of Monday until Friday, in which 600 Romanian infantrymen are participating together with soldiers from France, Portugal, Poland, and the U.S. The objectives of the Black Scorpions exercise are the joint training of the military and implicitly increasing the cohesion of the structures through training on the ground and tactical exercises with combat shooting. The personnel convoys and the more than 70 pieces of technical equipment will withdraw from Chinku on Saturday. Romania emphasized during the La Francophonie summit in Tunisia the serious impact on security and stability at the regional and global levels generated by Russia's military aggression against Ukraine, as well as the particularly vulnerable situation of the Republic of Moldova in this context. Presidential advisor Sergiu Nistor, the representative of uh, the Romanian president Klaus Johannes for La Francophonie, also highlighted Romania's solid contribution to the promotion of the French language and francophone values, underlining Bucharest's active commitment to international cooperation and assistance for development in the French-speaking area. By financing programs held in the French-speaking Africa or in the member states of Central and Eastern Europe. And that's the news. The COVID-19 pandemic is still a problem around the world, but the situation differs from one country to another. In Romania, it is no longer considered a health emergency. I'm Cristina Mateescu with this report by Daniela Budu. COVID-19 is no longer a public health issue in Romania, said Health Minister Alexandru Rafila on Sunday. In the last few months, the authorities have only recorded a few hundred cases daily, with no fatalities reported on some days. The minister underlined, however, that any flu-like infection can be unpredictable in terms of severity and recommends vulnerable people, such as chronic patients and the elderly, to get the COVID vaccine, all the more so as a new jab adapted to combat the Omicron variants will soon become available in Romania. Alexandru Rafila. We should have the vaccine adapted for the BA4 and BA5 variants by the end of the month. It's the first time we're going to use an adapted vaccine and I will get this fourth jab myself, as I got the flu vaccine. In the future we might have a seasonal Covid vaccine like we have for the flu. This is unrelated to the dramatic situation in 2021, when we had over 26,000 fatalities in the fourth wave. 
According to the health minister, people will be able to get the COVID vaccine from their family doctors and the vaccination centers opening in a number of hospitals in Romania. Referring to the flu season, he said he wasn't expecting a wave of respiratory infections and that the number of cases is, for the time being, not much different from that seen in previous years. He said, however, that this season is more intense in terms of flu and will end faster than in previous years. In his opinion, a quick solution is to use the outpatient pediatric wards in hospitals so as not to put pressure on emergency wards, a measure that was also used during the pandemic. Alexandru Rafila. Only a small percentage of children needs hospitalization and intervention in emergency wards. We must find a solution for parents to be able to take their children to their family doctors first, and if the latter are not available, then to a specialist outpatient ward for children where X-ray equipment is also available, so the problems can be solved without overcrowding emergency wards. During the pandemic, health facilities were overcrowded throughout the state of alert, declared on the 20th of May 2020 and lifted almost two years later, on the 9th of March this year. Earlier, Romania was in a state of emergency for two months, which was declared two days after the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus pandemic. According to official figures, almost 3.3 million people have been infected with COVID in Romania, and more than 67,000 have died following infection. Strengthening cooperation with French-speaking countries, particularly African ones, in the fields of economy and education is one of Romania's priorities. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more on this in a report written by Bogdan Matei. Romania's modern history is closely tied to France. Since the mid-19th century, after half a millennium of Ottoman control, the pro-Western elites of the Romanian principalities studied mainly in Paris. A key player in the geopolitics of the time, the Emperor Napoleon III had an essential role in the union of Moldavia and Wallachia in 1859. The Italian-French doctor Carol Davila came to Bucharest in 1853 at the age of 25 and stayed here to build Romania's civilian and military medical system from scratch. A French unit led by the general Ari Betlo fought together with the Romanian army in the First World War, at the end of which all the provinces with a majority Romanian-speaking population previously incorporated in the neighboring multinational empires came under the control of Bucharest. After the Soviet-backed communist regime came to power in Romania following World War II, France became one of the destinations of choice for the Romanians who managed to escape into the free world. For all these reasons, Romania joining the Francophonie movement shortly after the fall of the communist dictatorship in 1989 was quite a natural decision. In September 2006, Bucharest even hosted a Francophonie summit. 
Romania's participation in the 2022 Francophonie Summit, held just days ago in Tunisia, focused on strengthening the country's cooperation with French-speaking countries, particularly African ones, in the fields of economy and education. In an interview to Radio Romania's correspondent in Gerba, the State Secretary with the Foreign Ministry, Traian Hrista, who represented Romania at the summit, outlined Bucharest's areas of interest. The most important sector in which we can have a major impact is the IT and cybersecurity two fields in which Romania has excellent performances and where Romanian companies are already present in the African market, and the potential for growth is a lot higher than we would have expected. Another field is obviously industry, the automobile and spare parts exports, which may see a recovery after a period of absence. Not least, we should look at the foodstuff market. Africa is a continent with a great future, and I think we can capitalize not only on the transfer of goods, commodities and services, but also on the fact that a lot of youth from these countries come to Romania to study and they pay for their education. So we are talking about financial transfers from these countries to Romania. At the request of the President of France, Emmanuel Macron, the Jeba Declaration also includes a reference to the Russian invasion of Romania's neighbor, Ukraine. And this wraps up today's newscast on Radio Romania International. Don't forget to also follow us online at rri.ro and on Facebook. Focus on Romania. Dear friends, Radio Romania International continues its traditional polling of listeners on shortwave, the internet and social media with a new challenge in spite of yet another complicated year. It's been difficult because of the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic and the war waged by Russia against Ukraine, of rocketing prices of energy, the famine in some parts of the world and also the growing inflation which has turned everyday living into a burden for many people around the globe. We would like to ask you which person you think left their imprint on the world in a positive way in 2022. We are preparing to designate, based on your options, the personality of the year 2022 on Radio Romania International. Who could this person be and, more importantly, why? Would it be a public figure or somebody unknown to the larger audience but with a special story? It's up to you to decide as usual. You can send your answers by commenting on our website at rri.ro by email at engl at rri.ro on our Facebook profile on WhatsApp at plus 40744312650 and by fax at 0040213192. We recall that in 2021 we did not have a personality of the year, but people of the year on Radio Romania International as medical workers 
were designated the world's best citizens for being in the front line against the COVID-19 pandemic, together with those who developed vaccines against COVID-19. The Personality of the Year 2022 on Radio Romania International will be announced online and in our shows on January the 1st, 2023. The History Show Hello and welcome to The History Show. Today with me, Cristina Matescu. For anyone familiar with Romania's history from 1800 onwards, present-day Romania is a creation of France. France's influence as a modernizing force was felt in all areas, from food to fashion and from manners to the spoken language. Certain moments in history required, however, more than that. They required physical presence and authority. The Frenchification of the Romanians was also done through the French military missions on Romanian soil, aimed at ensuring stability. These missions were the focus of an exhibition at the National Museum of History of Romania. The museum's manager, Ernest Oberlander Ternovanu, reiterated the crucial role of the help given by France to Romania in the last two centuries. We usually say that a picture is worth a thousand words. I say one action is worth a million words, and this exhibition is dedicated to the actions of France, an old, reliable and important friend of Romania. In fact, since the middle of the 19th century, there has been no important event in which France did not stand by the Romanian state and nation. Although we are friends, although we are close, from time to time it's necessary to also remind our fellow nationals and our French and European friends and partners that this friendship is based on actions. This exhibition showcases for the public and specialists the actions of the French military missions. Beginning with 1855, so almost 150 years ago, the French army was present here, and again in one of the most dramatic moments in our history, in 1916 and again in 1918, playing an essential role in the reorganization of the Romanian army and safeguarding the independent and sovereign Romanian nation-state. 
our ties with France did not stop with the First World War, but continued in the 1920s and 30s on a new basis. During the Crimean War in 1855, France sent a mission to Dobroja to build a road from Constanza to Rasova. The mission was led by the road engineer Léon Lalande and also included the engineer Jules Michel, the geologists Blondeau and Godin, the doctor Camille Allard, the Romanian topographer Anino Shanu, and a group of eight military guards. In 1857, the first French officers began the training of the army in Moldavia. The first actual French military mission came to Romania in 1860, sent by Emperor Napoleon III at the request of the Romanian prince Alexandru Ioan Cuza. The mission was formed by quartermaster and administration officers and non-commissioned officers and was led by sub-quartermaster Guy Leclerc. Cavalry colonel Zenon Eugène Lamy arrived in 1861 as head of mission, being in charge, together with the chief of state engineering and artillery officers and non-commissioned officers, of the training of the Romanian army equipped with French armament. The first French military mission stayed in Romania until 1869. The law on the organization of the Romanian army from 1867 was French-inspired. The second French military mission was better known. It arrived in the autumn of 1916, at an extremely difficult moment for Romania, two-thirds of which had been conquered by the Central Powers. Led by the general Henri Mattia Bertelot, this mission was aimed at rebuilding the morale of the Romanian troops and trained the new Romanian divisions equipped with armament supplied by the Entente. The competence of General Bertelot was decisive, as was to be seen from the great victories won by the Romanian army in the summer of 1917 in Mărăști, Mărășești and Oituz. A French medical mission also existed alongside the military mission. The third French military mission began in the summer of 2022 in Cinco near Brasov. Ernest Oberlender Ternovanu, the manager of the National Museum of History of Romania, spoke about the role of this third mission. In this moment, critical, after the invasion and after the aggression Ukraine, at this critical time after the invasion and the war of aggression against Ukraine, France again proved to be a reliable partner, ally, and friend. It sent soldiers and important military resources as part of a mission to Eastern Europe in the Black Sea region to protect not only our country from the possible consequences of a reckless act from Russia, but also to protect Europe and the entire democratic world. The French mission is defending the Romanians and Eastern Europeans, but also, in effect, the rules-based international order and democracy. The French military missions in Romania are essential chapters in this country's history in the last two centuries, as well as proof of a friendship that has stood the test of time. And that was the History Show.
Next on Radio Romania International, Think Greener. Welcome, I'm Ana Maria Popescu. The Environment Fund Agency in Romania last week launched a new edition of a program designed to develop the country's electric vehicle charging infrastructure. A total of 100 million euros was made available for the building of 3.7 to 22 kilowatt charging stations. Romania has seen spectacular increases in the sales of electric and hybrid vehicles, but it only has some 2,500 charging stations, which makes it difficult for such vehicles to be charged. According to estimates, by the end of this year, Romania will have over 25,000 EVs registered. Moreover, with the recent surge in electricity prices, some shopping centers, which previously provided free charging for EVs to their clients, have suspended these services. The government plans to broaden the infrastructure so as to have over 30,000 public charging stations operational by 2030. Half of them are to be built with funding coming from the National Recovery and Resilience Plan. The program launched by the Environment Fund Agency adds to the projects funded under the Recovery and Resilience Plan. Eligible applicants include public institutions, including public schools, local authorities, tourist resorts, as well as intercommunity development associations. Here is the president of the Environment Fund Agency, Laurenzo Nicolaescu, with more details for Radio Romania. The first program concerning the EV charging infrastructure was launched last year and was extended to this August. It focused on high-power charging stations of 75 kilowatt. For these stations, the beneficiaries needed quite high installed power and probably they had difficulties meeting this requirement. The program we have launched now concerns smaller stations, ranging between 3.7 and 22 kilowatt, which do not require such high installed power. This time, again, the Environment Fund Agency's program also covers the connection to the power grid as an eligible expenditure. As for the funding, a school may obtain a maximum of 80,000 euros, a village may get up to 200,000 euros, towns are eligible for up to 400,000 euros and tourist resorts for 600,000 euros. Depending on their population, cities may apply for a maximum of 800,000 to 1 million euros, while the capital city, Bucharest, may receive up to 2 million euros. The money can be accessed by December the 23rd by the interested beneficiaries. You have been listening to Think Greener.
Next in this program, sports. Let's continue with the latest news from sports. The main sports event of the year got underway on Sunday in Qatar, the Football World Cup. In the opening match, Ecuador defeated the host country to nil. Romania once again misses out on the final tournament, having last qualified in 1998, when the World Cup was hosted by France. The Romanian national squad have played instead two friendly matches in recent days. On Thursday, they hosted Slovenia in Cluj and lost 1-2. And on Sunday, they defeated Moldova away in Chisinau 5-0. The European Women's Handball Championship, jointly hosted by Slovenia, Montenegro and North Macedonia, came to an end on Sunday. In the final held in Ljubljana, Norway defeated Denmark 27-25. Romania finished in 12th place, just like in the previous edition held in 2020 in Denmark. Romania's Kristina Nagu was included in the dream team of the tournament as a left-winger. In the playoffs for the World Women's Handball Championship next year, Romania will be facing Portugal, with the draw held in Ljubljana on Saturday. They will play the first leg at home on the 7th or 8th of April 2023 and the return match away on the 11th or the 12th of April. The World Championship, due in December next year, will be hosted jointly by Denmark, Norway and Sweden, whose squads will qualify automatically as host countries, alongside France, Montenegro and the Netherlands, based on their Euro 2022 results. In fencing, Romania's women's EPI team at the weekend won the Bertinetti Trophy, held in the Italian city of Vercelli. The Romanian team, made up of Bianca Bena, Alexandra Predescu, Greta Veres and Cristina Constantinescu, defeated Hungary, Switzerland and Italy to win the title, and Bianca Bena was awarded the Spada d'Oro Prize for Best Fencer of the Tournament. Finally, Romania's rugby side played the last of their test matches this autumn on Saturday, when they lost 0-22 to Samoa. Last Sunday, Romania also lost 16-21 to Uruguay, having won against Chile 30-23 on the 5th of November. And that's all in sports. Listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this broadcast, it's all that jazz. I'm Cristina Matescu, and today we're going to introduce you to jazz musician and composer Romeo Cosma. Let's begin with one of his compositions called Juliet, The Colors of Tears.
Romeo Cosma was born in Bucharest in 1955 and is an active member of the Romanian jazz scene. Apart from playing and writing music, he is also a dedicated teacher. Among others, he founded the jazz chair of the music school in Yash in 1994, helping discover many young talents. Let's listen next to Luisa Zan, one of Romeo Cosma's former students, playing a song composed by Cosma himself entitled Among the Clouds.
Okozma is also a founding member of the Romanian Jazz Federation and in 1992 laid the foundation of the Electronic Music Club in Iași. 32 years ago, he founded the academic jazz group formed only of students and aimed at promoting young musicians. Let's end this program with one more song composed by Romeo Cosma called Lorelei. Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. Listener's Letterbox.
Hello and welcome to Listener's Letterbox with me, Kalin Kotsoyu, the program where we share on the air with other listeners the letters that we get from our radio friends. And we start in Europe with a very nice letter sent to us by our good friend from England, Alan Gale, who writes, Dear friends at Radio Romania International, Please find enclosed my Listener's Club report for October 2022. Though I'd wait for the new B-22 schedule to begin on the 30th of October and check out all of the frequencies in use for services to Europe, and I'm pleased to say that most of them are coming in well here, and it was nice to see the AM broadcast back at 1800 UTC. Although I usually listen to the DRM service at that time, it is very nice to have the AM broadcast, as it means that I can still listen on my portable receiver if I'm away from home at that time. The 1200 UTC broadcasts on 11,670 kHz are not anything like as strong as the ones on 15,460 kHz, which were really booming in here. But, as in previous years, this will likely change as we get into the depths of winter. The 2130 UTC broadcasts are also very good on both the AM and DRM services, but Of the frequencies used at 2300 UTC, the AM signal on 7220 kHz was very good, but no sign of the listed DRM signal on 9510 kHz so far. Best regards to all till next month, Alan Gale, Lancashire, England. Well, Alan, what a great and informative message from you. As usual, you are very thorough and provide us with great technical information. We wish you good luck with the winter weather and the way it affects the signal of your reception. Once again, great message and keep in touch, obviously. Thank you very much. You are listening to Radio Romania International. And now we keep it in Europe with a message from our friend Petri Kosterma, I hope I pronounced that well, from Helsinki, Finland. And he writes, Dear Radio Romania, Hello and greetings from Helsinki, Finland. I listened to the medium wave domestic program of Radio Romania Actualitets on 756 kHz but could not find an email address for your domestic service. I would appreciate it very much if you could help me and forward this message with attachments to the person or department who verifies reception reports for Radio Romania Actualitati. I was a DXer back in the 1960s and have now, after my retirement, picked up the hobby once again. I still have a QSL card from Radio Bucharest from 1968 in my files. 
I used to listen to both shortwave and medium wave stations early on. Now I mainly try to listen to domestic medium wave stations, as they have more local programming, including plenty of good music. Here is my DX reception report of Radio Romania Actualități. I had the pleasure of listening to your station on 756 kHz on Friday, November 11th at 17.44 to 18.14 UTC, 18.44-19.14 CET. I often notice your domestic programs on various medium wave frequencies and from time to time your signal strength is almost like a local station. The Romanian language is interesting since every now and then I can understand what you are talking about since I always speak French. To verify my reception I have attached one short mp3 sound file. It has your station identification and time signal. I hope it gives an idea of the reception quality maybe better than only SIMPO numbers. Reception quality SIMPO 45343. Good signal strength with no interference from other stations, moderate noise and slight fading. The signal to noise ratio SNR was good around 12 decibels and my receiver showed signal strength of around S9 dBm. My location downtown apartment building in Helsinki, Finland. My receiver SDR Play RSPDX software-defined radio connected to my laptop computer. My antenna indoor active magnetic loop antenna MLA30+. Thank you very much. With best regards, Petri Kosterma, Helsinki, Finland. Wow, Petri, that was definitely a great message, the likes of which we don't often get. You are obviously a very passionate radio listener, and we are grateful to have you as a friend. Also, there is a lot to unpack there, so let me start by congratulating you on such a long career in radio listening. Also, the idea that you are passionate about our uh, local radio station, I mean national of course, is very gratifying. We definitely did not expect our Radio Romania Actualitet signal to reach up to Helsinki, Finland, of course. However, it is great to hear about it and the fact that you get such great reception. Congratulations on having that QSL card from Radio Bucharest in 1968. But those were different times. Romania did much better in the late 60s and 70s as compared to the 80s, where the dictatorship really clamped down on the population. So, I hope you have good memories from your listening to Radio Romania in 1968 and later on. Also, we'll be sure to get in touch with our friends at Radio Romania Actualități. I'm sure they'll be happy to find out that they have listeners in Finland, well, at least one, and that they get such great reception of our medium wave transmissions.
And with this, we have to wrap up. Last week was slim pickings in terms of messages, but we got off two very good ones at least. So from Bucharest, Romania, from the Radio Romania International Studios, from Iconin Kotsoyu, it's goodbye. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. To end this broadcast, let's listen to Dumitru Ciobanu playing a Romanian doina on the flute in a recording from 1966 together with a small radio folk orchestra. Believed to be over 35,000 years old, the flute is the most widely used wind instrument in Romanian traditional music.
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>